0: Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, we have a mothers and daughters special. In this episode, a mother sick abroad, when your sister is the perfect one, a long-standing family feud, and how to bring someone round to the idea of adoption. Our first question. Dear Viv, I live in a different country to my mum and usually get to visit her twice a year. In the past couple of months, every time we talked on the phone, I noticed she seemed a bit under the weather but kept insisting she was completely fine. But when I visited a couple of weeks ago, she seemed really unwell. She had trouble moving around the house. She seemed to get tired very easily and was forgetting quite a lot. I really think she's not well, but she refuses to tell me what, if anything, is going on. I'm an only child and she's been living on her own since my dad died 5 years ago and doesn't want to move to the UK to be nearer to me because she doesn't want the fuss and the upheaval. I don't feel like I can leave my life in England to upsticks and care for her, but I can't cope with the thought of her getting sicker and sicker and being all alone. What should I do? Oh, devoted daughter, my heart goes out to you. This is a really difficult situation and I'm so sorry you're facing it without your dad. Are there any other relatives you could talk to about this or any friends? This feels like a really hard thing to face alone. I guess the first thing to work out is whether you can have a serious conversation with your mother about this. I know this is really hard to face up to and you won't want to upset her, but it's worrying that you say she was forgetting quite a lot. I don't want to worry you, but I know you will have already thought of this. Otherwise, you would not have written this letter. If she has emerging dementia or Alzheimer's, you may not have much time to act, so you need to be brave and get on with it. Eventually, this might turn into a situation where you need power of attorney so that you can look after your mother properly. And it would be so much better if you could discuss this with her while she's well enough. Does she have a friend that she trusts or a relative who could help the two of you to have this conversation? Without this conversation, any other questions about whether your mother should move or whether you should visit her more often and how all that is going to work? Well, I think those questions are pointless. There's no sense in rushing ahead until you get her to answer the basic questions about what she wants to happen if her health fails and she can't look after herself. Of course, it's easy for me to write this these things can be impossible to face both for family members and for ourselves and a lot of people remain in denial about these things until it's too late to do anything. Do everything you can to stop this from happening by starting this conversation. I'm sending you lots of love and support. Our next question. Dear Viv, My mother won't stop comparing me to my sister. She's four years older than me and has a well-paid job while I'm pursuing a much less lucrative career in theatre. She got married this summer while I haven't had a proper boyfriend in a long time. And to make things worse, there's already a baby on the way, my parents' first grandchild. Whenever I see my mum, she talks about my sister and the idea of grandchildren as if it's all she wants from life which makes me feel like I'm failing her. We've never had a very close relationship, so we're not really the kind of people to sit down and have a proper talk about it. What can I do? Oh, you can't say this, so I will. I hate your mother and I hate your sister. There, I've said it, I'm sorry, but this is just too mean. And it happens all the time, it's so unfair. I'm not sure if it's women of a certain generation who are just prone to this kind of comparing or if it was normal at a certain time, 1970s, uh, to do this. But it really has had its day as a parenting technique and it is a shitty way of talking to someone you gave birth to. I'm sorry to be so blunt about this, especially as you sound so lovely and sensitive, but I want to be clear about how intolerable this kind of treatment is. You should not have to put up with it. You are good enough and your life is good enough. I don't care if your sister is Beyonce. It would be so weird if your sister was Beyonce. If it is, can you write back and send in a picture to prove it, please? So that is enough of my rant. What to do next? That's what you want to know. This is brutal and you might not like it, but I think you need some distance between yourself and these people. Why spend too much time with someone who makes you feel like a failure, even if that person is your mother? You don't have to tell her or your sister that you're protecting yourself by spending less time in contact with them. Just do it. I really think you need to for the sake of self-preservation. So what can you do? Withdraw, look after yourself, hang out with people who don't constantly ask you if you've got a boyfriend and live your life how you want to live it and be proud of yourself. Family is family. And it doesn't do to cut yourself off from them unless the circumstances are extreme. But this is also your life and you deserve to live it happily and without interference from anyone who makes you feel less of a person. Go tear it up, theatre girl. You do not need these people. Our next question. Dear Viv, my mum and nan haven't spoken to each other for over a year now. My mum has tried extending an olive branch, but my nan's having none of it, even though she was the one originally in the wrong. But she's my mum's mum, the only mum she's got and the only one she'll ever have. So how long should she seek a reconciliation before just accepting it might not ever happen? Or what should she do to once and truly break the ice? Then there's me and the rest of the kids. We're kind of stuck in the middle, scratching our heads. My nan is being unreasonably unkind to my mum. The whole extended family has agreed on that. But then she's our nan and she's old. Do we go along with this and pretend there's not a giant elephant in the room every time we go round there? Or do we bring it up and risk her getting inevitably defensive and refusing to speak to us too? Families, eh? Oh, families, eh, indeed. Well, at least you've got the most important attribute required for dealing with this situation, a sense of humour. This is like something out of a bad EastEnders script. And you're already trying to take some of the melodrama out of it by being sensible and reasoned. Good for you. On the other hand, though, I can feel how painful this is. And I can hear from your letter how tired you are of dealing with all of their petty arguments. I also wonder who the other kids are and what role you play for them. Are you the mediator by any chance? Are you the one who's expected to sort it all out? Think about this because your role is the only thing you can change here. You can't change your mum and you can't change your nan. Please accept this because it is a fact. We can't change others. We can only change ourselves. There's a very simple solution for you here. Walk away from it psychologically ignore the elephant in the room make it invisible in your own mind put up invisible barriers in your own mind when the subject comes up you will listen and be sympathetic up to a certain point set a stopwatch but then you will either change the subject or leave how can you solve this problem you can't how can you make it not your problem by refusing to make it your problem you don't need to tell anyone what you're doing just do it for the sake of your own mental health If you have to tell white lies and invent fake choir rehearsals uh, that you really mustn't be late for, then so be it. But don't waste any more of your time and energy on someone else's argument. I'm not going to put money on this, although if this were EastEnders then I would and I would lose it all and I'd have to go to Arthur and tell him that I'd lost all the Christmas Club money. But if I were a betting woman, I'd wager that as soon as you start to ignore this argument... And as soon as hardly anyone is interested in this little drama anymore, all of a sudden on the quiet, your nan will make up to your mum. Try not to look too smug when you find out. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, my husband and I have spent two years trying to conceive to no avail. We've been to the doctors who've told us about our chances and IVF options. Rather than going through an invasive process which isn't even guaranteed to end in a baby, I'm finding myself leaning towards adoption. There are lots of babies who need homes and we've got a loving home and want a baby, so it seems to make sense. I mentioned this to my husband, but he is stubborn about having a biological baby. How can I get him to consider adoption? Oh, first, I'm sending you lots of love. This is a painful situation and I'm so sorry for all the time you've spent trying to conceive, time that's ended in disappointment. And I respect your attitude about IVF. It's not for everyone and we can forget that it's a highly invasive procedure with a success rate of between 20 to 40%. So if you're decided that that's not for you and you don't want to reconsider, then fair enough. Although I do wonder if your husband very much wants you to reconsider i'll come back to that in a sec so adoption this is a tricky leap for a lot of people it's entirely possible that your husband could come around to the idea but it's also entirely possible that it's not right for him and he will never agree to it i think the only chance of you ending up with an outcome that's good for your marriage and for your peace of mind is for both of you to approach this from the same place So you need to go to where he is. Say to him, OK, let's say I'm not sure about adoption either. And to be honest, I do have loads of questions about it. But what are our options here? What's his other solution? How can you have a conversation where you can both explore everything possible? Does he understand how serious you are about adoption and how much it means to you? There's so much that needs to be said, and I feel like you're just at the beginning of this conversation. Also, without going behind his back, I wonder if you can approach the possibility of adoption together by finding out together exactly what it would entail. Who's the local authority in charge? What would it involve? How would it change your lives? In short, there's no point in having a huge row about this only to find out that it's almost impossible to adopt in your area or that you would be ineligible as a couple, for example. It would be good if you could approach all this together with a view to ruling adoption in or out. So I know my answer is not what you were hoping for. How can I get him to consider adoption? You may not be able to get him to consider it. But you should be able to get him to talk about it and to make him understand exactly what your feelings are. I'm sending you all the luck and love in the world. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon. And sign into the pool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we we'll see you there. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus...